This is the Team Clear Coat Podcast. We're two friends finally doing something about our obsession with cars. We're probably not doing it well, but it should be fun, and we might actually learn something along the way. I'm Dave. And I'm Ian. And this is our show. Ian. Dave. We just had a fantastic conversation with Michael Balaban, so we're going to get out of the way and let our listeners hear it. But first, you should know that uh, Mr. Balaban is the deputy editor at jalopnik.com and you can follow him on Twitter and you should yes. at, at at Balaban B-A-L-L-A-B-A-N Yes, definitely follow him. Yes, that's why we're still talking. Go, go, go. Yeah. go. Interview. Go. Bye. Hello, Dave. Hello, Ian. We have once again tricked someone into coming onto our show. It, it's easier to do it digitally. It is. Yeah. Uh, joining us today via the internet is uh, Michael ba- Balaban, uh, deputy editor of Jalopnik. Hello, Mike. Hey, thanks so much for having me. And um, for everyone listening and watching, I just want to say, yes, they paid me a lot of money. <laughs> it's yeah. true. Yes, it's definitely true. So I, I want to let the people know um, how and why this happened. Um, so I'm going to go on a little journey. Stick with me. So I slid into your DMs on uh, election night because I was up late watching returns, as was a lot, as were a lot of people. Yeah, and uh, panic eating carbohydrates. Yeah, yeah, or panic drinking them as it as it may be. Um, we talk on this show a lot about cars being an island. It's kind of like a, a safe haven from like the, the craziness around us, but also about how cars are totally linked to politics. And how car enthusiasts kind of have a uh, responsibility to have, you know, to be responsible, basically. So that means that my question is, what does your Yugo say about late capitalism? Oh, gosh. Uh, What my Yugo says about late capitalism is that late capitalism is a scourge upon humanity. (laughs) Uh, You know, I mean, you could make the same argument about communism. Uh, You know, those are both two extremes. Um, but because it, 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 simply because of how much money I've had to sink into that thing, okay. um, you know, like everything in late capitalism, it's you get all these things for free and you think it's a gift, right? Like Facebook, you don't pay money <laughs> for Facebook. You think, oh, this is lovely. I could see who got fat in high school for free. <laughs> and then you go into it and then you realize you're slowly being robbed of your humanity. Yeah. And that's what the Yugo is. That's, okay. that's really what it is right there. That's a really good uh, <laughs> just corollary for classic car ownership or enthusiast car ownership in general. I mean, I, yeah. Being slowly robbed of humanity in the name of fleeting joy. I, yes. like, honestly, I think we're done here. Yeah, like, it was, it was yeah. Great. It was great having you on, man. I think we figured it, it all out. All right. Well, good. See you guys later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I did want to ask you about because uh, this is this is something that we've we've talked about on the show, but we've never actually really talked to a journalist about it. Um, is the the whole idea of the keep your politics out of my cars yeah. uh, thing, and and just walking that line between keeping in a safe haven, but also you know this hobby is more linked to political decisions than any other hobby um, that you can name. Um, so, you know, what's at Jalopnik, how do you guys kind of walk that line and, and why? Sure. So we, you know, I know it doesn't seem like it sometimes, but we generally, if we do not try to inject politics into cars okay, and vice versa, right? it's more like when politics 
comes encroaching and storming in on what we love. Right. And then right. We've got to talk about it and then we've got to call it out. And you know, there's actually, there are times when we don't talk about it so much. Um, you know, and, and there are angles that people are, you know, tweeting about, you know, um, for example, today, Carlos Ghosn, that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when people are going to be listening to this, but, um, it is Monday the 19th, Carlos Ghosn, uh, chairman of Nissan or no Mitsubishi was arrested, uh, this morning. And, <clears throat> And I know it's Japan, it's a different political system and all that, but like, let's just note that like GM killed how many people, Takata killed how many people, right? right? And like, what did, what did Carlos Ghosn did? Well, um, some rich, very rich people are now slightly less rich because of him. Yeah. Right. And he's the one who might be going to prison over it. Right. And that's a political angle. And we didn't really talk about that, but like, it's definitely stuff you got to think about. Um, but generally we don't, we don't seek it out. And lately, and people are like, oh, well, there's so much politics on Jalopnik nowadays. And it's like, because politicians, you know, especially one are talking about cars so much more nowadays. Right. Right. The Toyota Camry, which is built in Kentucky, a security threat. And I'm like, that's dumb. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, and all, and not, not just talking about cars because, you know, some of that is just you know, what, whatever that is, but also like the actual policies that they're implementing are affecting the hobby now too, especially with the tariffs and and that sort of stuff. Yeah. I mean, and even something as simple as racing, right? Racing is incredibly political because it says a lot, but our economic systems, when like it, all it is, is like, you know, it used to be, and you know, I'm, I'm going to sound old back in my day, but it used to be yeah. that, you know, great racing drivers could finance their way to some extent, you know, by, you know, starting off somewhere small and working their way up. Right. And like, I think, uh, Sir Sterling Moss did that, you know, like, you know, started out as a mechanic, something like that. And like, nowadays it's all just like Lance Stroll, whose dad right. bought whole teams. He bought a whole series so that Lance Stroll could win it, and mm-hmm. then the second it was Lance won it, he shut it down. And it's just like, like this is the kind of stuff that like is just happening all over everywhere nowadays. Right. And yeah. again, like this is not a drum that we're constantly beating, but like I, I like to say that like the best racing driver in the world, it wasn't Ayrton Senna. It probably was someone in Brazil, but there's probably somebody who lived their entire life in a, in a favela and never ever drove, and that's because they couldn't afford to. But they had the drive and the right. genetic talent to do, you right. know, but that's life. It, it, I think there's an aspect to the, the cars and politics discussion that also speaks to um, an enthusiast sense of entitlement. Like uh, some section of enthusiasts feel like they're entitled to not seeing political things in their car, like bubble. I'm here enjoying cars. I don't want to see politics. Right. And, the, I think the reaction to that is something that I think is very telling as far as car culture goes and culture as a whole, right? Like um, the and enth- uh, entitlement in general, I think, is something that car culture has an issue with, like the reaction to grid girls being taken away in F1, right. things like that. Right. Yeah. And, and the thing is, my reaction is you don't like it, don't click on it. Sure. Um, I'm a really big hockey guy. I love the Islanders. Go Islanders. <laughs> uh, but I'm on the same time. I'm not a huge basketball person. I just just never get into it. Right. So I don't go out. And, you know, I don't read basketball stories. You know, I'll read uh, our sister site, 
uh, dead spin all the time. I'll read about like football and baseball and hockey, but like basketball, I'll just scroll past it because it's just not your thing. Yeah, right. It's just not my thing. And then that's fine. And it doesn't have to be your thing. But like, you know, at the same time, if you want to be a car enthusiast, you should read those things because like if you want to know why the car world is how it is, like it it really helps. If you want to know why. You know, oh, there's not a lot, a lot of young people at my show. They don't want to come see my 57 Chevy Bel Air. <laughs> but you want to know why thousands, literally thousands of people are turning out to Radwood, where it's like all cars in the 80s and 90s. Right. That's Young people can't afford, you know, a Bel Air that's LS swapped and like all that, all that, you know, nonsense. So like they'll go out and they'll get like something super weird. And like, believe me, like. We are in such a golden era yeah. for buying super weird, especially Japanese cars that like you will never, ever, ever be able to get for this cheap again. Like you can get yep. a Unos Cosmo with, with, with a three rotor engine. Oh. Yeah. And Gary Duncan in Virginia has three of them for sale right now. I think the most expensive one is nine grand. And like, Come yeah. on. Yeah. And it's like, where the hell are you going to be able to like get that repaired? I'm not my concern. I just right, say, right, right. Yeah, it's fine. It's yeah, fine. What, what we do here is we enable bad decisions. <laughs> Don't start injecting. Keep your uh, yeah, keep uh, your practical concerns out of, out of our car of, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. But like, like, go ahead, get like a nine thousand dollar car, and it'll yeah. be crazy. And yeah. yeah, it'll make the Bel Air guy's head explode, right? Because he doesn't get it. Yeah, but like, that's fine. Like, there's so much car culture is not is not going away. It's just changing. Yeah. It doesn't look like your dad's car culture. And if you want to know why the politics stuff will help you. Well, if and that's, if you don't care why, then like who cares? But, right. And that in particular is a great example because that was also driven by the whole chicken tax and, and all of that stuff. Right. So the whole reason that stuff was, is sought after and for, and, and rare is because we artificially decided in Washington to not import them. Well, I think I think with the Unos Cosmos specifically, it was the Mazda Corporation who decided no American in hell would want this. Right. Um, but the right. chicken tax, that's an absolutely great idea. Why don't we have small pickup trucks in the United States where it's like everyone from, you know, Volkswagen to Mercedes to, you know, Ford mm-hmm. is all they're all selling these like neat small pickups all over the world. It's because of the chicken tax. And why is that? Because our government's protectionist and like, you know, it's just all sorts of random stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I grew up driving little Nissan pickup trucks, and like I, yeah. I I miss a tiny pickup truck so bad, like so oh, so bad. They're yeah. great, and if you actually check out like the the GMC Canyon, Chevy Colorado, sure. and even the new Ford Ranger, they're not small. They're right. they're right. pretty huge. They're they're the size of like an F one fifty from twenty years ago. You right. know, they're pretty big. Yeah, you know? And if you want like something truly small, you got to go used. But yep. you know, yeah. And then that also, again, don't mean to bring politics, but no, let's we're do talking it. about it, right? Why? I feel like people should want smaller pickup trucks now because young people, right? We were basically. Uh, Dave, are these important? Ian, stop unplugging all of the stuff. What happened? Okay, so we ran into some technical difficulties with Michael during the, this part of the conversation. So the video is going to look different. Shut up. It doesn't matter why. We, 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 we're out of this. We'll, we'll fix it in post. Keep going. All right. Keep going. Just put all this stuff. Fix it in post. Okay. What, what do you say we start over with the FMK cars? 
I would love to start with the FMK cars. Yes. I heard a Corvette, maybe a Grand Sport. I don't. I didn't hear much of anything else. Yeah. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Okay. So this FMK cars uh, is based on. Oh, I got to get it back on my thing. Is based on uh, the the profile pictures of people on Twitter who have told Jalopnik to stay out of politics. Oh my god, <laughs> oh, my, my favorite people. Yeah. Exactly. I had to go through. I will say. When researching this, and I actually did research this. Yeah, I was going to say, you I actually clicked on some profiles, Ian. I had to go through a lot to find that ones that weren't, and I'm really sorry to just be stereotypical here, but it's the fa- it's the facts, just NASCAR pictures. <laughs> really? I'm surprised. I thought it was more going to be like anime girls there or was, just, just Twitter eggs. Yeah, it, the, sure. the, the largest percentage were people who had no car picture in their profile or in any of their recent media going back quite some time. But yet had an opinion about where cars should be inserted yes. into their view. Okay. Correct. Yes, right. of course, of course. Okay, Hip- hypocrisy is human nature. The, yeah, and then the next biggest section was were just NASCAR pictures. Okay. So they, there right. weren't actually any cars <laughs> so, that so you, they drove. So you're just scrolling, just scrolling, just scrolling. It took me a while, <laughs> but I got there. All right. All right, so the first, the first car is a C6 Corvette Grand Sport convertible. Okay. All right. C6 Grand Sport Convertible. Yes. Yep. Uh, the next one is a fourth gen Camaro circle track car. Circle track car. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So like the, the 90s era cor- uh, Camaro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the bitchin' one. Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> Super bitchin'. Yeah. Extra yeah. bitchin'. And then the last one. We're, Michael and I are old enough to know that song. You might not be, Ian. I actually don't know what we're talking You're, about. You right don't? Now. Bitchin' yeah. Camaro? Dead Milkman, yeah. right? Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Okay. And then the last one surprised me a little bit. A bagged Mark One Volkswagen GTI. Oh. Okay, so. On like BBSs. Of okay. Course. All right, all right. This is fine. We could do this. We could do this. We could do this. All right. <laughs> fine, fine. Okay. So uh, you so you do the one night one night with the Camaro Circle track car. Because uh, everyone wants to drive a race car. Yeah, right. Uh, they're a hell of a lot of fun. Um, and you don't want to live with it, right? But it's, it's it, I mean, a, a Gen 4 Camaro circle track car, that's hilarious. Yeah, that gets flipped. <coughs> the one I, I marry is actually the bag GTI. Okay. And because first gen GTIs are good. Mm-hmm. And uh, I haven't driven, obviously, this particular. Uh, person's GT- bag GTI, but uh, airbag suspension, Mercedes uses that. It's comfortable. <laughs> you want to live with it. You just want to live with it. And Mark 1 GTI is a lot of fun. And uh, I would kill to death uh, that C6 Corvette Grand Sport convertible. Yeah. And, and if if you were able to bring it back, I'd kill it again. <laughs> wow. And that's just because I despise, I despise not Corvettes, not Grand Sport Corvettes, convertibles. I hate convertibles. Uh-huh. The worst the bane of my existence. I hate him. Uh, I, I, being a ginger, am also not a not a fan of convertibles. Uh, yeah. But generally, yes, also, yeah. There's no like convertibles. there's like two places on this this earth where like a convertible is good, and it's like one of them is Southern California, and the other one is like, of course, Italy, and everyone <laughs> else, it's like really too hot or really too cold. You ever like be in a, a convertible on a really hot day? Yeah. Ah, yeah. Miserable. It's like, oh, I'm supposed to be enjoying this. But instead, it's just like a hot sun beating on you. There's a hot air in your face. Us, ah, miserable. Yeah. Convertible is the worst. 
We had a little bit of snow in Denver just over the weekend, and I saw driving around a, a Nissan Murano Cross Cabriolet with the Hell top yeah. with the top up. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why, why get such a joyous car and then put the top up and top exactly. everywhere you go? Yeah, it's like you're in Colorado. Let's see you commit, right? Yeah, really? Yeah. You, you bought it. You own it now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think you made the right call, though. Yeah, the, the Corvette convertible, not a fan. And, and That's exactly do, how I would answer that question. Yeah, well. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I've, I really want to drive a bag GTI. Yeah. 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 Like, I've actually, I've driven bag cars before and like. Oh, yeah? Like yeah, down at uh, H2OI, which is probably where the the bag first gen GTI is, is lives. Okay, uh, but you know, um, it, if they're slammed on the ground, like yeah, they're uncomfortable and it's like annoying getting over speed bumps. But sure. once you lift it up, it's fun. It's just a car, right? And it's just a Mark One GTI, and yeah, it's got like probably nine thousand pounds of you know right. pneumatics in there. Right, right, but. Even then, it still weighs two pounds. It's a Mark Plus, One GTI. It's going to be right. a ton of fun. Added to the curb weight also are is all the baggage that goes along with being a person who drives a bagged Mark One GTI, <laughs> and just being yeah. that person out in the world. No, I don't. I don't have. Obviously, I don't have the pictures of the car. You have the pictures, but was it like purple at least? With like gold wheels. Um, you know, I don't. I just don't have it up. <laughs> but no, it, it was. It was. It was like. It was like a matte gray, and then with like gold BBSs. Yeah. Ooh, I, yeah. I like the gold BBSs, but the yeah. matte gray. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. that was a look. It was a look, but I, I'm going beyond it. You know, the murdered out look. I'm beyond it. Yeah. Wheels. I'm beyond it. Bring back big sidewalls. There some you big go. boys. That's what I want on my car. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm into that. I'm I, into that as well. I I just put some 17 inch snow tires on my uh, Infinity M45. 17 inch wheels. Big sidewalls. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, yeah. I don't I don't mean to detract from the conversation, but uh, what what kind of winters did you put on your car? Uh, the, my- the Firestone studded. Uh, like I. <laughs> Yeah, so I I have the M45, just the rear wheel drive. So it's a donut machine in Colorado. Yeah. Is the snow really that bad that you should get studs? No, 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 it's not. Especially when you don't ski or snowboard. I don't. Like this one. I don't. I just ride bicycles. But, but, like, I I spend a lot of time in traffic. I have to commute a lot for work up and down uh, all of Colorado here. And, uh, like I can't get caught in ice. Like and yeah. I like the cost of a set of studded tires for my Infinity was basically the upfront cost for a used Subaru in Colorado. And so yeah. I don't have to plate it. I don't have to insure it. I don't have to, you know, change the head gaskets and timing belt all the time. Yeah. And you said it's an Infinity M forty five? Uh-huh. Yeah. The two thousand six. Oh, yeah. Those cars are so underrated. Thank you. They look so good. Thank they look you. so good. And I like my dream of when that car came out, I was like, man, if they made a two door version of this, they would it would just it would kill everything. But mm-hmm. like that car, so underrated, so good. I, I I'm asking because I just put a set of uh, Pirelli's uh, Sada Zeros on my Lexus. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, because yeah, I got the rear wheel drive too. So I was like, yeah. I can't. It, it's so much fun. Well, it, I think the uh, the sport uh, the sport cross is a crazy underrated vehicle as well. Yeah, I mean, it, yes, yes, it, it should have a manual, right? And right. like, I really wanted that. And so like, should my forty five. People, people do it. It's like four grand. You know, you need the sure. transmission, uh, and 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 four grand is like kind of what the transmission and all like a new ECU flash and all that costs. Then if you want the labor, you know, right. that's all on top of it. Right, right, yeah. but but then you know, like I don't know, you're you're changing like the what the car was, like I I don't know, like it's 
It's they a nice made place to a be. manual version, a version with six-speed manual. The sedan for- only, right? No, a wagon, but it okay. was the IS 200 ah. with a two-liter straight six. There it is. It's a very strange configuration. That's a crazy it's, motor. Okay. It, yeah. And and like you would think like, oh, two liters, so 150 horsepower, that's about what they got. But then like my car, the three-liter straight six is terrible fuel consumption. A two-liter straight six also is terrible fuel consumption. So it doesn't make any sense. But they did have that with the six-speed manual, but it, the, the six-speed manual couldn't handle the power. Gotcha. So, you huh. know, big beefy 215, which nowadays, like any Civic would be. <laughs> but, yeah, but that, that, yeah, that's yeah. not that's not important. That's not important. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not important. Not yeah. important. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I, I really like the little Lexus wagon. Every time I see one of them, it it it's just makes your day a little bit better. Yeah. I think yeah. I've seen two others on the road and it blew my mind every time. Nice. Nice. Yeah. You yeah. do not see them. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. I want to I want to bring it back to one thing that you said just then about how you kind of caveated like oh that's what a Civic has now or whatever because you had a an article recently about the check engine light in the yeah. in the Lexus and that wow hit home for me a lot. Um, he so Ian here has a Volkswagen R thirty two the two thousand four so yes yeah, yeah. so he gets sunburnt by his check engine light. <laughs> yeah, um, actually I'll confess this to you guys here. Um, but someone in the comments, I don't know if you saw, they were like, wait, so you picked it up last night and you're already writing about this. Like they were like, just you wait. And I was like, yeah, wait for the follow-up called I played myself. Uh, yeah, I played myself. Uh, <laughs> it's back. It's back. So and, it wasn't the charcoal. Was I went to the shop and I was like, I just paid you guys 800 bucks to fix my car. Mm. You, and like they did the smoke test. So they should have right. pre- had precisely known what was wrong. And I was like. You gotta be kidding me! I was so pissed. Oh no! But yeah, that's uh, that's that's fun car life. Yep, it absolutely yeah. is. But so you in that in that you you kind of talked about um, like the thing that you have in the back of your head that keeps you when you're talking about it to someone else that keeps you from falling completely in love with it because you just know that there's something wrong with it. Yeah. And, and to me, that's like um, you know, like the asterisk next to like the home run record. With, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what with that's Barry what Bonds. exactly this. It's the Barry Bonds of like you're car so enthusiasm. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're so right. And it's like, I just want it. I just want it to work. I want to be able to show it to somebody and be like, don't worry about that. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. Because you want to not worry about it. <laughs> exactly. You can't not worry thing. about it. So you can't expect someone else to not worry about it. Exactly. Exactly. So you got to put it in there. You got to say, well, there's an asterisk there. So <laughs> to bring it back to politics, the state of Colorado kind of allowed enthusiasts to breathe a sigh of relief because for, I think, 1994 to 2004 cars, if your check engine light is on, you can still pass emissions. Really? Yeah, they used to fail you. Now they just straight look at the output. If you if your check engine light is on... Oh, so if it's not emissions related, you can pass? It, it, yeah, as long as you're still on the rollers, you're still blowing slightly dirty air, not awful air, <laughs> then you pass, even with your check engine light illuminated. They told you, me that, and I just, I was like, ah, thank you, thank you. Wait, so yeah. you guys have legal weed and a state that <laughs> way 
on like old cars emissions. Like, why why do I live here? I hate living here. You know, it's an excellent question. I don't really know the answer to it. Come on out to Denver. Everybody else is moving here. Oh yeah. man. Yeah, that's what I've heard too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is it is insane. Yeah. But that makes it politically easier for me to own my sob vegan. Yeah. Have you passed emissions yet? Shut up. <laughs> The answer is no. Not, he has not. Not the point. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. That's for me back here, Ian. That's for me to keep in my mind palace. Terrible. <laughs> We've talked a lot about emissions lately because yeah. there's, it's like a whole like emotional. I don't know. I don't know what the emissions yeah, what do you uh, have and inspection to do? regime is like in, in New York. It's, yeah. It's, what are you doing with your car Hugo? is younger than 25 years old, it must pass whatever the emissions were at the top. Okay. okay. So we were talking about like the emotional like distress that you go through taking an older or enthusiast car to uh to the emissions place and like here they give you like it's like a little trailer inside the garage with like clear windows and it's oh, like man. You know, like the trope of in a sitcom of the of like a new dad, like pacing in the hospital waiting for his newborn. But yeah. that's exactly what that emotion is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know that because it's like well, with the Lexus, you know, I'm honestly not really concerned about the missions. But in New York, no matter how old your car is, it's like up until like 1967 or something before that. It's like when anything goes, but sure. it still has to pass, pass safety. Ah. Thank you. You guys ever try to get a 1991 Yugo to pass safety <laughs> checks? Oh, my God. Tell you us know, about you, that, Michael. You know, no, but you end up doing that thing where it's like one guy's like, I'm not going to pass this. So right. it's like, all right, I'll go to the next shop. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. And then, and then it ends up being how much money am I going to have to bribe someone yeah. to get yeah. this to pass? It's funny that I, you brought that up because I actually today yeah. in preparation for this, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do for FMK cars. I actually read an article from 1986 uh, from the Chicago Tribune, talking about how uh, the uh, that that they had never recorded a worse score for frontal crash test until the Yugo came along. Yeah, that's actually funny story about that. Uh, I don't think my wife has ever been in that car. Okay, because I'm like one of us needs to survive. Yeah, that's designated <laughs> survivor material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just like you know, and I'd rather it be you than me. Yes. So uh, it's just like, yeah. this is just, you, you know, we got to be rational here. Yeah. I feel the same way about mine. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and it, you should have seen it. You should have seen it when I first got it. Like, oh my God, I had to replace the seats because they were basically, long story short, they were ejector seats. If you got into a collision, you would have been thrown uh, completely. Yeah. Um, the passenger side seatbelt did not exist and the front side just didn't work. So it's like, I had to put all those in myself. It was just, ah, it was a total nightmare. Wow. Yeah. I, I like that idea of taking it shop to shop because when I lived in Missouri, we used to have to have safety inspection. So not only does Colorado have legal weed, no check engine light failures, but we don't have a safety check for, uh, yeah. for plating a car. You could show up with no doors on your like, you know, Nissan Stanza and yeah, and no headlights, anything. And you as long as it goes on the road. You can't have no headlights. Do, do, 
Yeah, but do you have a doorless Nissan Stanza? Because if you do, <laughs> that's kind of awesome. I need a powder blue Nissan Stanza. Yes, yes, yeah. You both with no doors. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And a yeah. buyer for some doors. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, but I, I like what you're saying about having to take it shop to shop, right? Because as IT people, we deal with that because there will be like the person in the office that asks us a cra- asks one of us a crazy question and you see them, like you see them out of the corner of your eye they're like oh they're not going to get the answer they want out of Ian yeah. they're going to come to me next right yeah yeah. I mean, well, you know, I'm driving a Yugo. What other choice do I have? <laughs> like, like, eventually I found a shop that I, I shit you not so I get there and I know the windshield wipers aren't working. Right, right. I know the turn signals aren't working. So I got two strikes against me there. Sure. And I pulled in and I was like, I know this isn't working but just pass it. And the guy was like, all right, let me see if it's like a fuse or something. And he lit- he pops the hood and he literally props the hood open with a baseball bat. <laughs> yes. All right, I know I found my shop. Yes. Yeah, I'm in the yes. right spot. Yes. Yeah, shop for life right there. That is fantastic. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, every shop, they just have a baseball bat in case, you know. Yeah. They, they want to play around. Right, you know? exactly. That's what it's about. Exactly, right? Yeah. yeah. No other reason. In case they're going fishing and have to knock out a catfish or something. Right, exactly. Those <laughs> things are vicious. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I love it. I I just love like, so what do you, what public reactions have you gotten while driving the Yugo? So we, we just interviewed some hearse owners that daily drive hearses. And so like, I want to know about your Yugo and the public reaction. Uh, some people are like, is that a Volkswagen? Okay. Most people are completely bewildered. Like I haven't seen that car in 20 years. Sure. Sure. And it's just like, (laughs) Mine also doesn't look like a normal Yugo. Like, it's got chrome wheels. Yes. You know? <laughs> and rally lights. So people are like, what are you doing? And weirdly, when uh, we were doing a Jalopnik TV show, which was terrible and which nobody watched, which is fine. I watched um, it. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> but when we, were getting it, when we were getting it together, we were doing filming an episode in New York City, and the Yugo was not running. And the producer was oh. like, you got to get it running. And right. I was like, well, how long do I have? <laughs> they, were like, they were like, you have two days. And also, you need to work 14-hour shifts the two days before. Oh, I was like, all right, God. so we're going to need to bring it to a shop. I mean, that's and a it, shitty producer because, honestly, that sounds like a better television show. Yeah. There oh, man, go. I got stories from that. Get a, cool. get a Yugo, get a Yugo <laughs> running in two days in New yes. York. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, like, universally, every mechanic I bring it to, it's weird. I don't know if you guys notice this from mechanics, but unless it's, like, a, a tuner shop or something, mm-hmm. they, like, they almost don't get why people like cars. Yes. The guy was like, just get rid of this. Just get, like, if you need yeah. transportation, get a Camry. And I was like... <laughs> I'm not. I don't have this because I need transportation. Like, yeah, I don't like own this on accident. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're ex- you're exactly right. That thankfully they put that filter up. You know that allows you to determine whether or not you want to use them as a shop, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's it's weird though because it's like I think eventually it's like me with like. It's like me with cars too. It's like you spend so much time thinking about cars all day that like yeah. eventually you become just like a little like numb to it right you know and just like and that's why nowadays people are like oh you know i've got a porsche 911 and i'm like "Eh." and it takes something like a bagged mark one ti with gold wheels to get me like yeah yeah so my neighborhood mechanic the shop that i can push my sob to when i need to um there was there is a um 
It's on our Instagram feed. It, it, there was one of the um, Volvo 850 touring oh, yeah. wagons clapped out and across the street from the shop. And so, yeah. like, I dropped my car off there for service, and I, I was like, "You guys need to tell me everything about the Volvo across the street." And like, was it was it dark green? Was it that like dark dark green? No, it was white, and it had like blue graphics on it, yes. like the live like the British touring car. It had ha- like half the livery, like it looked like it had the livery along the, all the bottom sills and back. But it was beat I'm have to, to shit. Because this yeah, sounds good. no, we'll, we'll send, send it to you. Yeah, we'll Absolutely. You. But I, I asked the the people in the shop. I was like, "Tell me about the Volvo," and they were like, "Oh, I, we don't know. The guy across the street owns it." Yeah, it's just. And a I was Volvo. Like, That's it? Like, no, no, like. Yeah. The, yeah. Like, uh. You just called the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile like a Ford. Like, you can't do that. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I need a story. To be fair, I work in IT, and if any of my friends or family members ask me a question about a new laptop or or want to tell me about their new laptop, I basically just tell them to fuck themselves because I do not care. <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh, get whatever laptop will bring in the pornography that you want to watch. Right. Like that's really well, that's the, people always. You know, one of the worst questions to ask like a car rider is, "What car should I get?" Right. Because we know you're not going to get whatever we say. Right. You're like, I've got ten grand to buy a car. I'm like, you can get a really, really pristine Mark One Toyota MR2 for that money. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, Uh yeah. and I'm like. <laughs> You asked me what I would get. Like right, yeah. I'm not sane. Like right. you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally true. Yeah, because because really, you know, wh- whether it's you uh, giving car advice or me giving computer advice or Dave giving computer advice, it's the real answer is what can you get that will make us never have to have this conversation ever again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, to a large extent. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um. So I know you have to get going. So. I'd like to wrap up with another FMK cars. Yeah. Yes, please. Um, this is another, this is one that we did uh, amongst ourselves on the show a long time ago, um, but it's a fun one. So uh, we're going to do it. So this one has a little bit of a catch with it. Uh, you'll catch on. All right. So this one's called, I've got 99 problems and six of them are in this fucking car with me. <laughs> Seven seat cars. Seven seat cars. All right. Play it on me. All right. Audi Q7. Yeah. They're six very supportive grandmothers, and they're shouting over themselves to encourage you as you drive, and then also asking if you've had enough to eat. All right? Yeah. All right. So the next one, Tesla Model S. You are restricted to the Boulder, Colorado area. Um, I don't know if you know anything about Boulder, but it's a very, very college town. Like, if you could distill college town down, that would be it. Right, but also we call it the People's Republic of Boulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. kind of overplanned, and yeah, it's if you made a city out of a Whole Foods, yes, it would be yeah, Boulder, like Colorado. Ev- like everything's a little too nice. Yes, yeah, a little, little bit creepy. Yep. yep. Yeah. yeah, it's the unca- It's in the uncanny valley of cities. Yes, there you exactly. Go. Okay, yeah. I get it. All right. So in the last, uh, so in, in this one, you are restricted to the Boulder area, and every seat must be filled with the ass of a hitchhiking trust trustafarian at all times. Oh God! It's gonna smell awful. <laughs> <laughs> and they're they're probably gonna put fish on the radio. I mean, they're oh, gonna God. they're gonna put fish on there. All right. Is there like an internal air filter on a Tesla? <laughs> well, I know they have like the, the bio filter. What that if can, the like, bio protect- thing is inside? The call is coming from inside right. the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't really work. All right, so you're gonna need to Google for this one, probably. Okay. All right. Okay. So, 
the vo- the last one is a Volvo XC90. And I know I know what that car is. I don't need to Google for it. the catch. <laughs> <laughs> Your passengers are K-pop boy band 2 p.m. <laughs> okay, that's a, it. Just a K-pop boy band 2 p.m. Yep, yep. They will be shirtless and wet because that's how they okay. are in all of their photos for some reason. Okay, so this is this is actually not so bad. No, I can deal with this. I think I didn't want to be too mean. You're a guest. Yeah. No, no. This this I can do. This I can do. So. Um, Fuck the Tesla. Right. Um, because with bioweapon defense mode, I've actually tried it. <laughs> okay. And it doesn't just seal off the outside. It, it shoots the fans up to beyond maximum oh. to circulate the air as much as possible. Wow. So if I can last for one night in that car, mm-hmm. I'll live. And also, the Tesla Model S, like, I know it's crazy to say a lot of people are, oh, it's an electric car. It's so fast. It's it's mind-boggling. It's not like you're driving a car. It's like acceleration in that thing is I'm stopped. Now I'm at 60. And it, <laughs> there's nothing in between. It's yeah. It literally pulls your face back. Like everyone knows like the Jeremy Clarkson, Ariel Adam thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like that in, in, in a regular car. It's really weird. So I would do that. Okay. Uh, I would actually marry the Volvo full of shirtless Korean men. Um, and I think that act one would actually be pretty easy because the Volvo XC90, I, I really like it. It's, it's like a, everything's just sort of nice. And yeah. uh, the Korean guys, I'm sure they're lovely, but we don't speak a similar language. Uh, I think I know how to say Anyang, which is – I think that's hello in Korean. <laughs> but like we wouldn't have much to talk about, so it's kind of quiet. But but I know they like music, right? Right, And the right. Volvo, I – I love a gimmick in a car. I love a gimmick in a car. And Volvo XC90 has one of the best gimmicks in a car. Really? Which is, yeah, it's called the Gothenburg Concert Hall. And yeah. it's a sound setting that cranks the reverb way up in the speakers. And really? Volvo claims that it accurately recreates the acoustics in the local symphony space where Volvo's factory is. No I know. It's so badass. Way. What's so funny about is that it? is I actually have so I'm kind of into like vintage audio stuff and I have this like huge brick of a, of a home stereo device that was yeah. to do the same exact thing from like the late seventies. And it's, yeah. it's like 20 pounds. <laughs> yeah. And now it's just like a, a setting in the dash of your so, Volvo. Which so is you crazy. could have that in an XC 90 and six part. I don't know your singing abilities, maybe seven part harmonies. Let's go with seven. Let's yeah. just assume seven. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna jam on Seals Kiss by Rose, and yes. we are gonna rock out that thing <laughs> in the Gothenburg concert hall setting. That you'll see God. I mean, maybe I don't know if you're religious men, but you will be. Yeah. And then uh, I'd kill the Audi because um, Audis are miserable. Uh, it's kind of like being in a dungeon. Um, and I love my grandma to death, um, but you know, that's a lot. Gonna, that's a lot to yeah, handle. That's yeah. a lot. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's fantastic. That's fantastic. I think again, you've you've answered very very well. Um, thank you so much. I know you have to you have to get running. So uh, we can't thank you enough for coming yeah, on. Yeah, really. Going along with whatever this was. Thanks so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Uh, happy to come back anytime you'll have me. Oh, that'd be man. great. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Michael. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Thank Bye. you guys. Have a good one. You too. Ian. Yes, Dave. We just had a fantastic conversation with Michael Balaban. We did. That was uh, a lot of fun, and he was very patient and understanding with 
just our general nonsense, but also yeah. some technical difficulties. So we really, really appreciate him seeing that through. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it was, we we had a fantastic time interviewing him. Yeah, uh, I can't thank him enough. We we there's no I in the blank of Fort Ian. We can't thank him enough for his perspective on politics, cars, car culture, Yugo ownership, all of it. All, all of the above, yeah. and you should go read everything he writes on jalopnik.com immediately, yeah. and follow him on Twitter at Balaban. Uh, do all of those things, and also, you know, just uh, be a friendly car person and go do some car things. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Follow us goofballs on the internet at Team Clearcoat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, teamclearcoat.com has all of the particulars. Yeah. Uh, and also, we're on the media's social, so just find us on there. Call call the hotline, 720-515-1391. If you see something weird out on the street and you want to report it, maybe you see a weird ginger driving a vegan around. I'm surprised Nick Lindy hasn't called in to report one of us from the street team. I, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. It could. It'll. It'll happen eventually. When. Yeah. Wh- that's how we'll know we'll make it. When the, someone calls the hotline to let us know that they've seen us. Right. That's when we know. We've seen the same cars. Remember that little Cobalt Camaro? Mm-hmm. Both Nick and I saw the same thing. It's true. It's we, true. We, we really same. made this outro tight. We did. We kept it tight. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. We love you. We love you. Play the music, Dave. <laughs>